thank him for his goodness. Let's thank him for his mercy. Because he's our God. He's our Father. He's a King of kings. The Lord of lords. The one that is. The one that was. The one that will be forevermore. It's through him that we live. Without him we are nothing. It's by his grace we are existing. Father we bless you Jesus. For another day. For another year. For the grace oh God. For the privilege oh God. For the privilege to know you. For the perfect will oh God. That we can come boldly to the throne of grace. To say you are worthy. To say you are worthy. We say you are worthy Lord. We ascribe our greatness to you Father. We ascribe our greatness to you Father. If all the strands of hair on our head. They turn to tongues. Father they are not enough. But we worship you the king of glory. We bow before you the king of kings. We worship you Lord. Ancient of days we adore you. Lion of the tribe of Judah we worship you. We join the 24 elders to say you are worthy. To say you are worthy. To say you are worthy. For January you were God. For February you were faithful. For March you were glorious. For April. For May. For June. For July. Where will we be if not for your mercy? Father we thank you for August. For September. For October. For November Father. We've come before you even this last Sunday to say you are worthy. We're before you, we cast a crown, oh Lord, to say you are worthy. Father, 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 you are worthy. We worship you, Jesus. We thank you, Father. We ascribe our greatness to you. We say you are the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the one that was, the one that is, that will be forevermore. Lord, we worship you. Lord, we worship you. Father, we give you praise. Thank you for today, for the lives you have saved, for as many more that you are bringing into the kingdom. Father, we thank you, Lord. We give you praise. Hallelujah. We worship you, Jesus. We thank you, Father. We worship you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We ascribe our greatness. We say your word, Lord, in Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for this, what you have done today. We came in your presence, Lord. Lord, to give you thanks today as we celebrate the end of this month, oh Lord, we thank you, we bless you. We come, oh Lord, before you, and we want to pray this morning. As the Bible said at Matthew 18, verse 1, it says, At that time the disciple came to Jesus and asked, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? He called a little child and had him stand among them, and he said, I tell you the truth, unless you change and become like a little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. I want us to lift our voice this morning and pray, God, give me a heart of a child. Give me a clear hand, a pure heart. Give me, O Lord, clear hands this morning as I come and I stand before your presence. Lord, search my heart. Search my heart. If it's anything, O Lord, this morning as I come in your presence, if it's anything, O Lord, in my spirit, if it's any unforgiveness, if it's any stony heart, O Lord, remove it from me this morning, O Lord. I come before your presence, O Lord. I fall on my knees and I pray this morning, O Lord, transform my heart, purify my heart. Give me clean hands, a pure heart. Oh Lord, as I come in your presence, oh Lord, cleanse me, purify me with your blood. Wash me, oh Lord, from the crown of my head to the toes of my feet. Oh Lord, come, wash me with your blood this morning, oh Lord. We are your children, oh Lord. We are called the children of God, oh Lord. And as we are your children, we ought to be pure. We ought to be clean. We ought to have the power that you have. We ought to.
be like you, O oh Lord. We are your image. Clean, purify us, purify us. Wash our dirty garment. Wash our filthy garment. Wash anything in us, O oh Lord, that is not acceptable in your presence. Oh Lord, wash us, wash us this morning, O oh Lord. Purify our heart. Cleanse us, cleanse us. Forgive us, O oh Lord. We come before you, O oh Lord. We pray for cleansing this morning. As these children, O oh Lord, they, they are pure. They have pure heart. Make, give us, O oh Lord, a heart, like a children's heart. Oh Lord, so that we can see you, that we can see your glory, so that we can be close to you, O oh Lord. Bring us close to you, O oh Lord. Purify us this morning, O oh Lord. Let your word that we fall today, O oh Lord, cleanse us. Let your word that will come transform us. Let your word that will come through today, O oh Lord, change us, teach us, direct us, instruct us, O oh Lord. Give us a pure heart. Let the word that will come inside us today, O oh Lord, penetrate like a double-edged sword, O oh Lord, in our mind today, in our heart. Oh Lord, the King, we lift everyone that will pass through these doors into and they will walk into this sanctuary. O oh Lord, transform any stony heart, anything in them, O oh Lord, that is not from you, that is not acceptable in your eyes. Remove it, O oh Lord, in the name of Jesus. So yourself forth, O oh Lord, this morning with your presence. Let it heavily fall again, O oh Lord, as you are doing every time, O oh Lord, we gather in your presence. We want to see you, O oh Lord. want to hear. want to feel your presence, O oh Lord. Thank you, Heavenly Lord, for what you're going to do for us today. Thank you, Lord, for what you have prepared for us this morning. Thank you for cleaning us, for transforming us, for, 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 for purifying us this morning again today with your word. Thank you, O oh Lord. We give you praise, honor, glory, and adoration belong to you forever. Amen. Amen. Um, can we turn to Matthew chapter 17 verses 20 please it says he replied because you have so little faith truly I tell you if you have faith as small as a mustard seed you can say to this mountain move from here to there and it will move nothing will be impossible for you I want us to pray today concerning faith God has prepared something in store for us today something great something marvelous whether it be healing whether it be breakthrough and I want us to ask God the faith required to receive that which is prepared for us that he should enable us to exhibit it let us pray Father Lord I thank you Lord Jesus for your word is true I thank you Lord Jesus for you said that if we have faith as small as in mustard seed nothing will be impossible for you I pray Father Lord that even as we come before you today that which you prepared for this service that which you prepared for this meeting this morning I pray in the mighty name of Jesus Lord that you will increase our faith the faith required to please you enable us to exhibit it the faith required Lord Jesus for you said that you, we must believe that you exhibit and you are a rewarder of those who diligently seek you. You said without faith it's impossible to please you. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, that you will cast away every form of doubt, any form of doubt in our hearts, in our minds. I ask you, Lord Jesus, that you uproot it. I pray, Lord Jesus, for a heart, Lord Jesus, that believes, that trusts, that believes, Lord Jesus, that that which will be con- we've been seeking you, Lord Jesus, in our closets concerning. I pray, Lord Jesus, you grant us with a heart, Lord Jesus, that is ready to receive that which you'll do in our midst. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you'll come down in your glory, come down in your presence in our midst. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, Father, Lord, that our hearts, Lord Jesus, will be drawn to you like never before. I pray, Lord Jesus, that our faith, Lord Jesus, will be like that that can move mountains, that that which we speak, that which we say will come to fruition, that we will believe, Lord Jesus, that you are a rewarder of those who diligently seek you. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, the faith, faith that can move mountains, faith that can move mountains, faith that can move mountains. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that you enable us to exhibit it. Every form of doubt, we cast it to the pits of hell. Every form of doubt, we uproot it in our midst in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray, Lord Jesus, faith, 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 faith. Faith, 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 faith. Even as your word comes forth from your servant, I pray, Lord Jesus, grant us with a heart, Lord Jesus, that, that with that of good soil, let our heart be a fertile heart that will receive your word so that we may be able to produce fruits and crops, Lord Jesus. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, grant us with a heart that is fertile. Father, 
Lord Jesus, that will cause us not to receive your word. Any thoughts in our minds, any distractions that may be going on in our lives. I ask you, Lord Jesus, to uproot it. I ask you, Lord Jesus, to uproot it. Grant us with the faith, Lord Jesus. Faith to receive your word holy. Faith to receive your word, Lord Jesus. Faith to trust in you. Faith, Lord Jesus, Father, to know, Lord Jesus, that you will do it. To faith, Lord Jesus, to believe, Lord Jesus, that your word will come to pass. Faith, faith, Lord Jesus, to believe and trust in you. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you'll bring it to fruition. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you'll bring it to pass. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you'll bring it to pass. I pray, Lord, we present our hearts before you, Lord Jesus. Anything, Lord Jesus, that may not enable us, Lord Jesus, to believe in your word. Every form of doubt, we ask you to uproot it, Lord. We ask you to uproot it, Lord. We ask you to uproot it, Lord. We pray for faith. We pray for faith this morning. We pray for faith this morning. We pray for faith. In Jesus' name we are praying. Amen. Amen. I would like us to turn our Bible to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 57. I would like us to thank God this morning. The Bible says, Thumbs big to God, He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus. I would like us to open our mouth this morning to thank God for all the victory we have received through our Lord Jesus Christ. Victory over sin, victory over battles of life. He has been there for us. Bible says many of the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivered us out of them all. I want us to lift up our voice this morning to lift Bless the name of the Lord for the beauty He has given unto us. Father, Lord, we bless you. Our God and our King, because you are the Almighty God. You are the God who never sleeps nor slumber. You have been there for us, fighting all our battles, giving us victory here and there. Father, Lord, we say thank you. You are God. There is no like you. There is no to be compared unto you. Victory over sin. Victory over battles of life. Father, we bless you. We give you praise, O God, because you never allow us to be put to shame. Father, we bless you, O Lord, for the great and mighty things that you have done for us, O God. Because we have been calling upon you and you answer us. Father, Lord, we thank you, Lord, because you sent forth your word and your word healed and delivered us from every destruction. Father, we thank you. Lord Jesus, we thank you. You have been so faithful to us. You have been so kind to us. We say thank you this morning. We bless your holy name. Your name is so mighty, Lord God. Your name is a strong tower and the righteous one and don't eat and they are safe. Father, we thank you, Lord, because in your name we are safe. Father, Lord, we bless you. Lord, we give you praise, oh God. You have been so good to us. We worship you, Lord. We exalt you, Lord. We magnify your holy name, oh God. In the name of Jesus. Father, Lord, we thank you. Oh, gracious God, we thank you. Sovereign Lord, we thank you. We bless your holy name, oh God, because you never leave us. Never will you forsake us. You always send your word to us. Father, Lord, we thank you. We bless your Lord. We exalt your holy name. We thank you for all the victories that you have given out to us. In the name of Jesus. Father, Lord, we exalt you. We magnify your holy name, oh God. In the name of Jesus. Father, we bless you. We bless you. We bless you. You deserve all the glory. You deserve all the honor for the mighty things that you have done for us, oh God. Father, Lord, we say thank you. Lord, we bless your holy name, oh God, this morning. In the name of Jesus. Father, Lord, we say thank you. We bless you, Lord, because your peace, oh God, is so blessed in our life. In the name of Jesus. Your grace is so mighty, oh God, in our life. Father, Lord, we bless you. We give you all the praise. We give you all the honor because you deserve all the praise. You deserve all the praise. You deserve all the praise. In the name of Jesus. Oh, glory to you, oh God. Oh, glory to you, oh God. Oh, glory to you, oh God. Oh, Lord, we bless you.
bless you. We magnify your holy name this morning for all the victory that we have received through you. Lord, we exalt your holy name. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, because we are standing in your presence this morning. It's not by our power, never by our strength. It's by your grace upon us. Lord, we say thank you. Lord, we say thank you. Lord, we say thank you. Many are languishing are there, oh God, but you decide to save us. Lord, we say thank you. Lord, we give you all the praise. We thank you, Lord, because you are the God who chooses us. We do not choose ourselves. Lord, we give you all the praise. Thank you, Father Lord. Lord, we give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. Blessed be your holy name. For in Jesus' mighty name we pray with thanksgiving. Praise the Lord this morning. God is good all the time. Let's keep on clapping, shouting, praising, worshiping. God has been so good to us. From January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August. If I were you, I would jump to the ceiling. August, September, October, November, December. Before we know it, we are now going to be in January. Let's worship. Let's worship him. Let's just worship him. He's a king. He's a king of kings, the Lord of lords. The mighty God. Ever present help in time of trouble. Let's worship him. Keep on praising him. There are many that started this year, but they are no more. For God has grant us grace to be alive. We have gone through several problems, several difficulties. Oh, Father, I praise you this morning. I worship you. I exalt your God. There is none holy as your God. There is none beside me. Neither is there any rock that is higher than you. You are the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the mighty God. We glorify your holy name. We magnify your name. We give you praise. Our women are getting pregnant. They are conceiving and they are giving birth safely. We want to thank God. Thank God for self-delivery. Thank God. Thank God for promotion. God has been good to us. God has been good to us. During the time of COVID, we are protected. Father, we thank you. That our soul is hospital every day. Hospital every day. But that is not our portion. We want to praise him this morning. Father, I exalt your God. I magnify your name and give you praise. We worship your God. We worship you this morning, Lord Jesus. We exalt your God. We shout for joy. Hallelujah to your holy name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we worship. God has been good to us. I woke up this morning. I started counting. January, February, March, April, May, June, July. Count with me, August, September, October, November, and here comes December. We are alive. We are alive. We are alive. Thank God for life, for the abundant life that you have given to us. Father, we glorify your name. Hence, we want to worship God with this psalm this morning. Psalm 100, shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. 
Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is He who made us. And we are His. We are His people. The sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving. And His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and praise His name. For the Lord is good. His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. What a good news this morning. God's faithfulness continues throughout our generation. Our children, 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 children. God's faithfulness continues through our generation. So we praise Him this morning. We exalt Him this morning. With that, with the heart of thanksgiving. With this mind that you have this morning, let's lift up our right hand to heaven and read that Psalm 24. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and all that dwelleth therein. For he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? He that has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his heart to what is false, nor swear deceitfully, he shall receive blessings from the Lord and vindication from God his Savior. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, O God of Jacob. Selah. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you ancient doors. That the king of glory may come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. And be lifted up, you ancient doors. That the king of glory may come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord almighty. He is the king of glory. Amen. Psalm 145, please. I will exalt you, my God, the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation will commend your works to another. They will tell of your mighty acts. They will speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty. And I will meditate on your wonderful works. They will tell of the power of your awesome works. And I will proclaim your great deeds. They will celebrate your abundant goodness. And joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate. Slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. All you have made will praise you, O Lord. Your saints will extol you. They will tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might, so that all men may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures through all generations. 
The Lord is faithful to all his promises and loving towards all he has made. The Lord upholds all those who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and loving towards all he has made. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him. But all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name forever and ever. Amen.
somebody. Lift up your voice and worship Him. Jesus broke every chain of the devil. Jesus broke every chain of the devil. Lift up your voice and worship Him. Lift up your voice and worship Him. Rapa balo broto broke brele grede boski karabarada. Lord, we exalt you. Lord, we exalt you. Lord, we exalt you. Mr. Roboroboni Kamrala Mosotarade Brode. We exalt you. We exalt you. We exalt you. We exalt you. Lord, we give you praise. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Mara boro desi krambale do bosh paragalade. We give you the praise and honor and glory. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you. We bless you, we bless you. Mash pragrado sore de lembrale gomolo desi karabahaya. I want to give God praise for your life. Thank Him for all His goodness. Thank Him, thank Him, thank Him. Thank God for His grace this year. This is the second to the last year, month. In less than one month, we will be heading into the new year. Lord, we exalt you. We give you the praise and glory and honor. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Blessed be your name. we thank you for the flow of your spirit we thank you for the manifestation of your grace in Jesus holy name we are worshipped turn to some beside you and welcome them in the name of the Lord can you change this frequency to these frequencies amen amen did you see this change this frequency to that. <laughs> Amen. There is a drama happening here. <laughs> Please let's put our hands together for the choir. Amen forevermore. 
put your hands together for the children as they go to their school. wonderful season we are on planet earth i want to thank every one of you who are in the service today i want to thank every one of you who have been working or connecting with us from afar through the uh, social media i promise you in this house that this Sunday I was going to teach you God's secrets. When I began to write down God's secret, I discovered that I cannot finish it in a service. But I want to say this to you that no matter how short I'm going to speak today, something will be deposited in your spirit that will never leave you. So I want you to, to lend me your ears. In the beginning, God created what? The heavens and the earth. And then God said, the Bible says, The earth was formless and void, but the Spirit of God was hovering along the waters. I'm reading from Genesis 1 and 2 now. And then God said, let there be what? And there was? Okay. Yes, please. And there was light. And after God said there should be light, and there was light, verse 5 tells us God began the procedure and the process of creation. Yes? He created all things. Anybody who does not believe that is only being deceived by the devil whose time is very, very short now. When God created all things on earth, it goes straight away to chapter 2. In chapter 2, verse 1, I want an you know, the senior to be handling my projection today. Does the heavens... Excuse me. So God created heavens and the earth. Okay, let's go back to chapter 1. After God created all this beautiful place, chapter 1, 26, verse 26. Then God said, let us make what? Shall we read together, please? I 
call this God's ultimate intention for this world, for man. After God created all things, God said, Let us, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, make man in our own image, not only that, but in our likeness. Those of you who are physics, put on the cap of your physics now. Or mathematics, maybe you did mathematics, you know about reflection, magnification. I will talk about that just for a brief time. When God said it should be our image, but God wasn't satisfied. He said it should be in our likeness. An image of an object is a reflection of the object, exact representation of the object, if the medium is a plain mirror. If the medium concaves, it becomes bigger. When it convex out, it becomes smaller. But if a medium that is reflected to be concave or convex, it is deformation of the original figure. Because the original figure is a plain mirror. I will come back to that. But what you must know now is that why did God create you as a human being? He created you to be His image and then to function like Him. His likeness. If you are not now, of course millions are not, it doesn't mean that the intention of God is not true because there are some of us who are already on earth. The whole world may not function like Him, but we do. I've been teaching now from Friday in a conference at which I shared with you yesterday. You know, one of the things that God was speaking about you know, from, to me in the conference. So, you are God's image. You are intended to be His likeness. Up to now, you are still God's image. Let me tell you, which means God has hands. He has feet. He legs. He walks. He has mouth. He talks. He has eyes. He sees. You know, every physical appearance of a man, that is God. I was sharing with them yesterday in the, that conference, uh, you know, about the hand of God. When Bible says the hand of God, the hand of God. And when we're looking at how God appeared unto um, Elijah in chapter 19 of First Kings. How God told Elijah to come out of the cave and stand on the rock. And how God used his hand to cover the, the face of Elijah. And how God walked before Elijah so that God said, if you see my face, you will die. And uh, the same thing we looked at Moses, when God said to Moses, meet me on the mountain, and God put Moses in for First Corinthians chapter 33 into 34, and kept him at the cleft and put his hand, so that Moses saw his hand, and then when God passed, he allowed Moses to see his back. And I was talking about when the Lord took me to heaven one day, and the, 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 the father took me into a forest, used his finger to cut the tree, and he made a seat for me, made, made a chair for me, and he cleansed me, took me into the river where he bathed me, and then the Bible calls it the living water. And then he put me right in his hand, took me to a room where he clothed me, and he put me on that chair, 
And I saw that in the palm of the one talking to me, he has this line, this line that you have in your hand. And how I be, he began to tell me to say something after him. He said, say after me, I've lifted you up above all your enemies and their hands can never reach you. And I began to speak, I began to repeat what he said. And he brought me right to his chin and I could see his beards. And I was just very close to his mouth. And then I said, let me see your face. And then he said to me, no one sees the face of the Father and lives. And my sanity came out of, you know, the awe. I dropped back into my spirit. So, I can tell you that the Bible is correct by what is written. I can tell you by the knowledge of man, intellectual knowledge, that the Bible is the only truth and a fact and I can tell you from my personal encounter with God you are God's image is the Bible a fiction if, if someone argues that the Bible is a fiction it's because he himself is a fiction if you are real how dare you say the Bible is not real the stories of your forefathers that was handed over from father to father you can't call it a fiction because it came as a testimony from eyewitnesses or the testimony of those who were the, the very victim. And what they tell you about you, about them, is what you are till today. The culture you, they handed over to you is the culture till today. So let me tell you, I will have to tell you this. The word of God is the most truth information you can never have on that because it's still active till today <laughs> and after a generation it will continue to be active Amen. so god's ultimate intention for man is to rule this world is to have dominion over this world are we together now but of course in chapter 3 of genesis the Bible gives us a scenario. God put man in the garden and said to the man, You can eat everything in this garden, but that one tree, don't eat it. God was not speaking metaphorically. It was a real tree. He planted, because the Bible says he planted the garden, in the garden, all trees. And it's not metaphor. Like some say that the tree may be, maybe that's a lie. It's real tree. God used his hand to plant tree. And he said, you can eat all these trees, but this one don't eat. We may not have the full understanding of that, but those of you who are lawyers will recognize what I'm talking about. It is the first regulation that God gave about the earth. Don't eat this. If you eat it, there's a sanction. The sanction is death. And then the third party showed up in the garden. Who is that? Come on now, let me hear you. I cannot hear what you are saying. The third party showed up in the garden. It's the same word that shows up in the life of millions today. Jesus said in John 10, 10, The thief has come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. It is the same thing that is happening to humanity and mankind today. What did the devil say? He did not tell him 
not to eat. He said, did God really say? Read that scripture. He didn't say, don't eat what God said you should do. Eat what God said you shouldn't eat. He didn't say that. He said, did God really say, you must not eat any fruits? But God did say, don't eat one. I, have, I want to understand something that, you know, the thing, the, what the devil used initially to cause Adam to sin and Eve and miss destiny. It's the same thing he's using today. Manipulating your mind to reconsider whether what God said is the truth, knowing fully well, any man on earth who turn away from God's written word will become a slave under Satan. You will lose your authority completely. Really, you will lose your mind and your senses. Go check them who are rich. I'm going to show you a video this morning. It will blow your mind up. Devil has no sense. He has no power. He has no knowledge. Because the Bible tells us in the book of Ezekiel 28 that he desecrated himself. You need to go and check the Bible, the, the additional meaning of desecration. And those of you who, who is, is the law, go and check the law meaning of desecration. The Bible is so correct. Let me tell you. Satan has no two methods. He said, did God really say? Huh? Oh, well, the Bible, look at that scripture. The serpent was more crafty than any other wild animals. Don't look, don't go back there. Did God really say? You must not eat from any tree. So, Satan will always want to sell to you an idea so that it can be your idea. It's your own decision. You know, when he went to Jesus Christ, he says that if you are the son of God, turn these stones to bread. Should you prove that you are the son of God by obeying Satan? No. Forget it. Satan is, not one to, Satan is not the one who will tell me that I should come and prove. We have nothing to prove to the devil. It has been proven already. Jesus poured principalities and powers. He made a public show of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Anybody who joined court is just stupid. I'm saying it to the whole world. Here. So that somebody will get angry and come and use that court power against me. I say anybody who joins court is just a foolish man. A foolish says in his heart. So I'm not, I'm not giving my opinion. I'm just saying what the scripture says. Because Satan was stripped of his power in heaven. And he was cast to the earth. We'll look at that in a minute. So when he came to the garden, he saw that man has the authority given by God. How can I steal this authority? It is by reasoning, getting man to reason with me. I will suggest something that can bring a dialogue and a a thinking. Then I can creep into his thoughts and then woo him. He's a crafty being. If I was Adam, I would have said that, you see, you don't know the word, get out of here. Because he misquoted the instruction. I was in the meeting yesterday and they were, you know, it was question time after teaching them. And uh, people were asking various questions. (laughs) I wonder why it is only Christianity. People can ask questions about doctrine. 
When you go to Muslim, whatever they tell you do. When you go and join witchcraft, anything they tell you do. When you come to church, you want to tell the church what you should do. No room for nonsense. So ministers may fall a victim of that. I will never, it cannot happen in CFT. We will worship God the Bible way. Either it is hard or difficult. And I will not spare you the truth because I want to show you something today. When I was reading this scripture to discuss with you today, there is something I saw that defies science. There is a place called hellfire. And the thing that defies science is this. In that fire are worms. Somebody who is a very junior scientist should stand up and tell me how a worm can live in fire. Not only worm, there are other animals there <coughs> living in fire. And those who enter hell, the one will enter their nose and be eating them up into their intestine, but they are fire. They are fire worm. Fire is supposed to destroy life. But I also found something that is so challenging to science, modern day science, that people in hell are alive and they are burning and they are alive and they are burning. Not for one year, not for two years, not for 1,000 years, not for 2,000 years, not for 10,000 years, for eternity. You must not go there if you are listening to me. It's your choice. It's your choice. And they asked me a question about their youths. That, you know, why is it that some of the youths, you know, most of the youths in church today don't understand and they don't have the fire. I said, not in Christ with tabernacle. Because we cut them young. Hallelujah, somebody. Many things may constitute that. If you go to a church where the power of God is not manifest as it is in the Bible, then maybe the devil can mess you up. But if you go to a church where the word of God is preached and the word of God is manifest, I'll tell you, check the babies up. They are fire for God. <laughs> From their young age, they are fire for God. Brimstone in the hands of the Most High. So I know and I saw that I say, hell, we'll come about that later. Now listen, therefore, the one who showed up in the Garden of Eden was the devil. And the statement he made gave us a true understanding that his mind is debased because he misquoted just a line instruction. How can this man learn many words or exegesis? We recognize therefore that his brain is not functioning. He said, did God really say? But God did say. And he said, you must not eat from any, any, any tree, fruit there, in the garden. But you see, the man answered and said, verse 2, please. No, no, no. Let me read. That verse won't finish. God really said, you must not eat from the tree of the garden. Then go to verse 2. It says, the woman said to the serpent, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say, you must not eat fruits from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it. Or you will die. 
So who is more intelligent? The woman. Who is not educated? Illiterate will not shipwreck you. Amen. It is like telling somebody in the village that this three pins on the wall has fire electric. He said it's just whole. He said, you see, if you put iron, three iron together, and put them in that thing and hold it, fire will not come. And you educated, you understand what you are talking about. Will you say, let me prove you right. And then you put metal, three metal, in the hole and hold it to show her or him that there is no fire. No, 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 no. The reason why the woman said there is no electric there is because she's illiterate. She doesn't know. She only see holes. But you're educated. You understand that once you connect this together, current will pass through your body. So how can a, the one who is intellectual fear the one who has no knowledge? Satan has no knowledge. Till today, he has no knowledge. Because knowledge is God's given. And he doesn't have God in him. So foolish are those who serve him. Let's go a bit further. If you look at this story, Satan did not shut his mouth. After they have shown him the truth. He doesn't give up. He will want to try to convince you that black is white and red is yellow. Like it's convincing many people in the world today. You know, some Christians dress anyhow. They talk anyhow. They go to church. They behave anyhow. And you say to them that this thing is not right. Look at the scripture. They will say to you that it's my life. I can do whatever I like until Satan slap them. Then they will be looking for deliverance all over the whole place. Listen to me. <laughs> That's the reason why when they bring people to me to pray for them, I don't just lay my hands on anybody. I first inquire what brought you here. If it is God that is punishing you, I will tell you, I won't pray for you, I will tell you to go and make peace with that God, which is the Lord himself. Because there are some people who know the truth, they are raising the truth, they decide to choose the wicked ways, and then the devil will give them a slap. God will allow that to happen. So that they will remember all what they have been taught and come back. But with casualty, that will not be you. The devil never gives up his folly. He went further and said, You will not surely die. He said to the woman, the next verse 5 says, For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will what? Open eyes. And you will be like them. Not like God. See, Satan is telling the truth mixed with lie. Your eyes will be open, but to the devil, not to the realm of God. That contravention will blind your eyes from God and open your eyes to Satan. So that Satan can have his way and take over your authority to rule over him. And you become a slave of the devil 
We have seen a good number of them. They call them stars in the world. When they are getting to their dead, they'll be crying, I'm going to hell, I'm going to hell, who can help me? We, we saw it on our televisions, our, our, our screens. They say it, one of them sang a song before his death. He said that hell is burning in me. Who can save me? Who can save me? He said, I'm heading to hell. And then he committed suicide. Listen to me. Satan is the same Satan in the Bible that you are confronting today. He's not different. He may use various mediums to try to attract you so that he can get a go on you. And the devil knows this. The only person who can be saved from his grip is those who dwell in the secret place of the Most High and because they abide in the shadow of the Almighty. Listen to me. I'm talking about God's secrets. But you know, the original intention of God has not changed. That's why He sent Jesus in the flesh who lived among us and destroyed the works of the devil. Now, let me say this. When Jesus came, He says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Let me talk to you who are saints of God now. Those of you who have accepted Jesus Christ and confessed Him as your Lord and Savior. Number one, consider yourselves a stranger or as strangers in this world. If you are born again. We have only one master, his name is Jesus. And we have only one way, the highway to Him is called holiness. No compromise. <laughs> Hallelujah. First Peter chapter 1 verse 1 and 2. It says, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to God's elect, strangers in the world. I'm not speaking to the world now. I'm speaking to those who are strangers in this world. They are the people who have accepted Jesus as their Lord and their Savior. The meaning of Jesus being your Lord and your Savior is this. Anything Jesus will not do, you cannot do it. Anything Jesus will not permit, you will not do it. Anything that can degrade the name of Jesus, you will not engage in it. Anything that Satan is uh, uh, presenting to the world and is making the whole world crazy, you will not partake in it because you are a stranger in this world. You cannot think the way the world thinks. You cannot do what the world does. You cannot dress the way the world dresses. You cannot speak the way the world speaks because you don't know the source of what they are doing. Um, but I tell you it's from the devil. I will show you a video when I finish this lecture. It will blow your mind. Therefore it says, to God's elect strangers, all God's elect are strangers in the world. Scattered throughout Pontus Valley and, and Cappadocia, Asia and Bithynia. Verse 2 says, who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through the sanctifying work of the Spirit of God for obedience to Jesus. You are only to obey Jesus. You are sanctified by the blood of the Lamb. Somebody died. He paid for, for, your, for your sanctification by his life. At a very prime age, he died. <coughs> so that you can obey God. <coughs> Did you see that? To the obedience of Christ and sprinkling by his blood. Grace and peace be yours. In abundance in the name of the Lord. I love that. 
Maybe somebody is watching me on television now or on the social media now. If you are not born again, that grace is not yours. Peace is not yours. Maybe you sit in this auditorium. If you are not in that shoes, peace is not yours. Grace is not yours. But you can make those two things yours by receiving Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. In the past, God overlooked every error, the Bible says. But now he had commanded everyone to be saved. Salvation is found in no other name. <clears throat> no one else. Neither is there any other name under heaven by which mortal men shall be saved. So he says, grace and peace be yours who are strangers in this world. Number two. First Peter 2.11 went further. Dear friends, I urge you as aliens and strangers in the world to abstain from sinful natures, sinful desires, which war against your soul. If you are a child of God, you must live as a stranger in this world. And then the grace and peace of God, you don't need to pray for it, they will be yours in abundance. If you claim to be coming to church and you live a different life outside the church, if you fast for two million days, grace shall not come for you and peace shall not be abundantly supplied to you. Similarly, if you identify yourself as a Christian, it means you must abstain from sinful desires which war against your soul. I, I, you know, I said I was going to teach you about soul and mind. And the spirits, and help you know the distinction between the soul and the mind. And I said to you that thought is different from thinking. That looks very interesting. And we're going to look at that together because I will start from the letters of man, from the understanding of cognitive reasoning, and then we're going to the spiritual reasoning. So that you will be very, very, you will understand it very well. You know, souls of man can be tortured. Those who, who end up in depression and insanity, they, they get there because their soul and their mind is being tortured. When somebody's soul is being tortured, you cannot see it physically, but you can see the manifestations. I would gather now. But this scripture helps us to understand it is what you gravitate towards that determines the peace of your soul. If you gravitate towards this world, your soul will be tortured. But if you gravitate towards godliness, your soul will rejoice. You may not have abundant money, but you have joy in your spirit. In your soul. You have happiness in your soul. Whereas those who live in gold houses are living under torment. Today they go for plastic surgery, they change their nose. The next day they think that nose is not good, they cut the nose and put a hole. They decided that their body is not right, they bleached the body. And then when they discover that they are not even feeling okay after bleaching it, they look for somewhere to paint it black again. Because their souls are tortured. Souls are tortured. It says, Father, 1 Peter 1 17, 
Since you call on a father who judges each man's work impartially, live your life as strangers here in reverent fear. Hey, Christ faith tabernacle, follow me as I follow Christ. Hallelujah, somebody. Follow me. You will walk where I have walked. <laughs> follow me as I follow Christ. <laughs> the Bible says, therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For in Christ Jesus, the law of spirit of life has set us free from the law of sin and death. What the law was powerless to do in that it was weakened by the flesh, somebody paid the price on the cross. Hallelujah, somebody. My Bible says, since you and I call on the Father who judges each man, each man's work impartially. <coughs> In another word, God is so equitable. He judges with equity. His judgment is not subject to focus of men. Because the principles of his judgment or jurisprudence is unsearchable. And he says here, as live as strangers in this world, but in reverent fear. For you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver and gold that you were redeemed from the empty ways of life handed down to you from your forefathers but with the gracious blood of Christ a lamb without blemish or defect look at your heritage I talked about living as strangers in this world well if a young person lives as strangers in this world he will get into trouble isn't it you know, all these guys, all these boys trouble here. You know, there have been a lot of uh, mis, mis, uh, misgivings when it comes to black kids in England. Oh, the, the fact is that, oh, this nation is institutionally, is institutionally racist. Thank God. Uh, it's because of my color you are doing me like this. But when you dress like a madman, would they not apprehend you? If you're a black boy, you dress like a madman. You appear like a mad person. You appear harassed. When the other boys our guests like you are, are corporately dressed. I said this on television, on our BBC TV television, they have been trying to uh, stigmatize us by bringing into the television boys and girls in so-called, they call themselves black, but they don't know Africa and they don't know the culture of black. So they now bring boys with earrings and boys with some spiky hairs and girls with double nose ring and all stuff. That's what they present Africans. They don't present other, other culture like that. It's black people. But of, of course, strange enough, some black folks have misunderstood their origin. I decided that I'm going to show up in that region. That blackness is not stupid. I have black boys and girls in Christ with Tabernacle, well-dressed, corporate, who know African culture, respectful, sincere, clean. They should bring them to BBC and stop showing us this rubbish. That's who we are. I'm 
taking you there. I was on a television program during the week, and we are going. We are t- in the new year. You are seeing. I want to showcase some of you, young folks, who have listened to the word of God and followed the Holy Spirit. Trendy, handsome, beautiful, gold getters, great achievers, happy, joyful, celebrant. This nation will change. <laughs> I'm just short of English words. I will have used Yoruba word for you. <laughs> Hallelujah. I want to change this thinking in England that not what they are showing about us on television is not us. What we are. We are nation builders. We are achievers. We are great thinkers. We are innovators. You know? We are Joseph, born to rule in Babylon. And we are filled with the Holy Ghost fire. There are some things I'm doing you don't understand yet. But from next year you begin to understand. We have to take you out. So that scripture says it's all. For you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver and gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life, handed over by the world, but with precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish and no defect. This is the one who died for you. Don't stain him. The second thing is come out from among them. Come out from among them. Time is, is, is the greatest enemy of mankind. I want to talk, but there is no more time. But you will hear me. I didn't hear you say amen. <laughs> At least there is no cold. What are you talking? Let me walk down here. Do you feel cold somewhere there? I can see you are still with cold. <laughs> That's why I walk around, so that I can feel the way you feel, and that will help me to know what I should do better. You know, when I walk around, I look at everyone, I can see how you feel, and I can feel the atmosphere, so I go and hold my administrators that give them heater. <laughs> Don't tell them I told you. I represent you. They will, they will take care of all that, you know, those ones. They will start working in few, few days. Look at the word of the living God. Let me say this to you. Look at yourself. Who is as beautiful or handsome like you? Satan cannot deceive any one of you. Amen. Satan will not tell me to put earring in my nose to be beautiful. He won't tell me to put sheke sheke on my... <laughs> told you now. <laughs> Dick and Zach, English doesn't have the word cheke cheke. <laughs> that is Uncle Chain. Uh-huh. Waist what? Waist bead. Waist bead. I don't know much about that because I've never seen it before. <laughs> Hallelujah. Come out from among them. Second Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. 
or even equally yoked with unbelievers. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? What harmony is there between Christ and Belial? What does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? What agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. We carry God everywhere we go. As God has said, I will live with them and work among them. And I will be their God and they will be my people. Therefore, come out from among them, says the Lord. And be separate, says the Lord. Touch not on clean things and I will receive you. That is the gospel for today. It is the gospel of yesterday. It shall be the gospel forever. Somebody say amen. Someone said the devil is after me. Because you are holding devil's property. Anybody who holds devil's property, devil will follow you to anywhere. But when you are coming to church, he will wait for you outside there. So that when you leave, as you are leaving and you are still carrying their property, they will follow you. Oh yeah, Jesus said that the prince of this world came to me. He found nothing. Jesus was a youth when he died. And there are many youths in Israel who are behaving anyhow. But Jesus chose to fulfill God. Come out from among them. I've given you two, isn't it? You've lost count. No, it's two. The first one, consider yourself as a stranger in the world. And I give you three scriptures. Number two, come out from among them. Number three, the one I was, when I came in, I was teaching you. That was, that's what they call preambles. Now I'm telling you, just the points one after the other. All right. Consider yourself as a stranger in the world. Come out from among them. Number three, be holy. Second Corinthians chapter seven verse one. Since he we are since we are these since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contain contaminates body and put on and, and uh, sorry, uh, uh, things that contaminate the spirit and uh, the body and the spirit, perfecting holiness out of reverence fear. You can be a holiness. Practitioner. Are we together now? With perfect holiness. Amen. Things I used to do, I do them no more. What I used to say, I say them no more. Jesus is the center of my soul. It's my life. <clears throat> then you will not have issues that somebody is pursuing me, somebody blocked my way, somebody blocked my style. All those nonsense that some people teach in, in not, it's not God's church. They teach it in their own church, not the church of the living God. I will talk about that in a minute. This scripture tells me, for promises of God to manifest in a man, that man must purify himself, yes, alright, from everything that contaminates the body and the spirit, amen? Come on now church, Are you, am I talking to you? So, how, now let me ask you a question. What about ministers who are living in adultery and they are still manifesting some power? Is it God using them? No. Is it God using them? No. Say N-O. No. Because this scripture tells you and I that for the promises to be manifest, you must be purified. Do you know what uses them? Lucifer. Because when God gives a gift to a man, alright, that's why you Christians should not be, you not be carried away by signs and wonders. Don't be deceived. 
Jesus says, by their fruits you know them. Not by their speech. Not by their signs and wonders. Not by their prophecy. And of course, those that he knows still operate signs and wonders and prophecy, but they lead the life of Christ. A man of God is not somebody that is ordained. A man of God is a person who lived the life of Jesus Christ. Are you with me now? Ministers committing adultery and stealing money and doing all those manners of stuff, and you see them perform miracles. When God gives a gift, He does not take it from you. So when you practice holiness, the Holy Spirit will work that gift through you. The moment you begin to defile the body, Holy Spirit stay away, and evil spirit will enter into that person and begin to use those gifts. It's like magicians. Satan did not give magicians gifts. Let me tell you, all these worldly musicians you see, you will hear this one, he started in church, was a praise worship leader, isn't it? And then he will go into the world, and then he begin to sing in the world, and then they will, they will initiate them into cults, and then they will make them celebrities. But the voice they had when they were in church did not decrease. All the skill they have in music was given by God, not Lucifer. Lucifer does not have any sense. I'm telling you, the Bible says he was desecrated, and he was stripped off. Monster, and people are deceived that oh, but then I, you know, I've met somebody before who, who was living in adultery and it was a national problem, you know, in the church of God in, in, in that country. And he met me, <clears throat> not recognizing that I have understanding about the life, the path he had chosen. He said, They said they are pr- slandering me, but God is still using me in miracles. I say, Hey, 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 stop, you are talking to Apostle Williams. Which God, which of the gods is using an unclean vessel? I know the gods of my fathers. When my father was unclean, they used him. What do you want to do that he couldn't do? That's why Jesus said, Some will come to me and say, I did this in your name, I did that in your name, and I will say, I know you not. Because God departed. People don't understand. That is a man of God. A man of God is a person who follows Jesus. If you don't follow Jesus, then you're a man of the devil. Performing miracles, forget it. Signs and wonders can happen, forget it. That's why when they operate in prophecy, they will tell you that God changed his mind after the prophecy didn't come to pass. It was supposed to be a, a, a woman, but church, God changed to man. All those nonsense. Don't be deceived. Therefore, since we, are, we have these promises, we need to be practitioners of holiness. Hebrews 12, 14 to 16. Make every effort to live in peace and with all men and be holy. Without holiness, no one will want see the Lord. So how can you tell me that a, a minister of God that is living as a pejorative lying to people, telling people God said that 10 people here should give a particular amount, and 20 people here should give a particular amount. You tell me that God is the one using them? They are of the devil. They are of the devil. I don't care what name they bear. Many people are following demon-possessed leaders. In a short time, God will make a distinction between those who serve Him on earth and those who do not serve Him. You will see great manifestations of the power of God on the meek and the lowly. And they will, they, people will see evidently. The Bible cannot lie. 
God didn't tell you the people having problems. Only those who will give some, some, some huge money, God, your God is telling you. He didn't tell people who have, been, who have problems in their marriages that need healing. He didn't tell you somebody who has a need to be met. It's only people that you can grab and skin and lie and pajor and collect their money and leave them bankrupt over false faith. That is of, of the devil, not of God. I don't care who said it. Tell them I say to them that it's of the devil. The things of this world are nothing. Therefore, listen to me. Make every effort to live in peace and be holy, and with all men and be holy. Without holiness, no man shall see God. See to it that no one misses the grace of God, and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. Those are the things. Lying to people, then they get discouraged. See that no one is sexually immoral or is godless like Esau, who for a single meal, greed, sold his inheritance, right as the oldest son. His inheritance right as the oldest son. Number four, Christian way is very narrow. Matthew seven thirteen to 14. Enter through the narrow gates. Jesus is the one speaking. For wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction. Don't follow it it's so much. Many in England. Many in this western world. And it's spread all over the whole world. It says many enter through it. But small and narrow is the gate and narrow is the road that leads to life only few people find it you know the way of christ can take one man at a time listen to me there's no mr and mrs in the way of christ there's no room for your missus or your mister that road that goes to heaven takes only one man at a time so narrow it can only take one man at a time not I and my children. No, 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 no. Everybody will determine his own faith. And each person will work out their salvation. With great fear and trembling. That's the place where marriage ends. It does not follow you. Because, you see, no matter how much you love your husband or your wife, you will not pray to die together. A sensible man always pray to die before the wife. A neurotic man we pray that the wife should die first, and then you will know what it is. Am I talking to you? But no man prays that both should die together. But should situation happen, and husband and wife die together, the moment you you kaput, boom, and you are dead, out of your spirit. No more marriage. There's no wait for me, wait for me, hold my hand, hold my hand, give me a hug. <laughs> No more. If both of them died in Christ, the angel that will take the husband is different from the one that will take the wife. You will really forget that you are husband and wife when you are out of your body. The next thing is where am I going? And if one <clears throat> accepted the Lord and walked in the way of God, you will just see the angel of God appear. And with honor and respect, 
and dignity stretch their hands and take that person and two angels will begin to escort that person to paradise but if the other one was not following Christ he will just see ferocious demons appear they will grab her or him race into hell hell sucks people did Isaiah not say hell enlarges his appetite daily I'm going to teach you about reality of hell anyone who will hear that message your heart will, will shake Are you with me now? So, narrow is the way. It does not take husband and wife. Then, number five. Watch out for false prophets. Watch out for false prophets. Matthew 7, 15 to 16. Watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing. But inwardly, they are ferocious wolves. I just spoke about them in a minute. By their fruits, we will know them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or fig from thistles? It's your choice. Someone came to your house and said, Ah, the man can see vision. Tell him that he should keep his vision. Ah, he should keep his vision. Oh, somebody is a, is a prophet. He's, he's just in town. Tell him that he should enjoy the town and go back to his village. No, don't be, don't be moved by all those stuff. <clears throat> what can a prophet tell you that you cannot know by yourself? Really, it's what you know. Those mediums who are false prophets tell you. Prophets can be... Three spirits can speak to a man. The spirit of the man, the spirit of God, and the spirit of Satan. Oh, he was so accurate. Doesn't mean it's God. By their fruits, you will know them. If any minister comes to town, and then you see that he comes the first time, uh, he's going from church to church, looking for where to preach, you should know that they are are not sent by God. Because people are sent, when God sent them, He sent them to a place, and they remain in the place. They don't go about looking. It's not scout Baba job. Oh, yes. Apostle Williams will have been going all over America, they will be asking me to preach all over, making money, giving me love, big fat offering, and then shouting until my throat is doing need attention of Dr. <laughs> you know, Dr. Shoremi. <clears throat> Let me tell you, a minister who said, I'm in town, they call me, my friends. I tell them, you are very welcome to town. That's what I tell them. I've got a, a number of ministers who said, Oh, I'm in town. Can I come and preach in your church? You know what I asked them? What did God tell you is wrong with my church now? Tell me the state we are. So that I will know that God sent you. If God didn't tell you what I'm teaching in my church and the state we are, I don't want... That's not my God. Because I will never go to a nation invited by a church, haven't finished ministry in that church, I start phoning my friends who are in the nation. Can I come and preach in your church? Am I stupid? Everyone who do that, they are not of God. They lost it. Because the work, the work of God is not a means to making gain. 
Excuse me. You were in the plane. You didn't minister to them. You came in the airport. You didn't minister to people there. The person who carried you, the cab, to your house, you didn't minister to him. Then you got to your house and asked me that, yeah, I'll, I'll be in town at this time, uh, Apostle Williams. I would like to come and um, share with your church. Share what? Even if you say that you will not take any offering, I will not take you because you can't just come to my pulpit and say, I hear God. What people should hear in my church, he tells me. And I don't go to anybody's church looking for vacancy to preach. <laughs> Are you with me? Are you with me? Are you with me? If I need little more money as a minister, I will go and practice surveying. For one week or two weeks, I'll make money. If I feel that's not okay, I will go and practice civil engineering, highway design, because I will make some money. If I thought that, well, maybe that one is too much uh, outside, I will go and work on post-editing. And if I think that is not okay, I think now I can, be, I can work as a mediator, I can work as an arbitrator, and in a short time I will put on my cap as a solicitor. <laughs> if I need more money. But when you have enough to eat, enough to clothe yourself, the rest is a waste unless you give them out. So how could a minister come to my country and phone me and say that I'm in, I'm in town? I welcome you. And you say that I would like to come and share with who? No, you share with me in the restaurant. Yeah, that's what, that's what I tell them. We go, in England, we go for a cup of tea, isn't it? I'm almost finished with you. <laughs> say to somebody, you will hear the truth. You will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. Look, I watch out for false prophets. Jesus said, Number six, consider your fruits. Matthew 7, 17, 20. Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit. <clears throat> you have been made good by God. Bear good fruit. A person gave testimony on Friday in the church, in, on this, in this auditorium. That person in the office, somebody just lied against him or her. I don't know whether it's a he or she. To the boss. And the lie looked like original truth. So she was in trouble. This person began to worry and began to pray. And then, when they came together for hearing, the boss says, We know you in this office that you are a Christian. And you cannot do that which was accused on you. What saved her? Her fruits. Her fruits. They are watching you. They are watching you. If you are somebody that everywhere you go to work is controversy, even when you are not working, people on the road sometimes they throw phantoms against you. Check yourself. When they are saying to other people, ah, you, are, you, you look like a child of God. Even unbelievers say that oh, you look like a Christian. Good trees bear good fruit. But a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit. Verse 18. And a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that bears no fruit will be cut down and thrown into fire. Thus, by their fruits 
you will know them or you recognize them. But if you look further, it says by their fruits you will recognize them. So, the final thing is this. Not all who call me Lord, Lord will enter the kingdom of, of heaven. That's number seven, isn't it? Let me read one to you. Matthew seven twenty-one to 23. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only those who do the will of my Father in heaven. I want you to listen attentively. A Christian, listen attentively. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? And in your name drive out demons and perform many miracles. Then I will say to them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evil doers. That will not be your portion. Therefore, the wise man built his house. <clears throat> the wise and the foolish man. I read this. We read, we read this scripture recently. Matthew 7, 24, 27. It says, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. That is you, amen. It says, the rain came down and the stream rose and the wind blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on Jesus the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand, confidence on the sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the wind blew and beat against the house. And what happened? And it fell with a great crash. I, I love the King James Version. It says the house fell down. The rain came down and the floors go up. The rains came down and the floor. I hope you see teaching children in Sunday school this song. Yes. The rains came down and the floors go. And the house of the man fell flat. They are the ones who go about telling that they are what they are not. Claiming that they are what they are not. I think we are doing fine this morning. Therefore, refrain from sin. That is number nine. Refrain from sin because of the consequence. Matthew eleven seven to 9. Woe to the world because of these things that cause people to sin. Such things must come, but woe to the man through whom they come. If, you had, if, if, if your hand or your foot causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life maimed or crippled than to have two hands or two feet and be thrown into eternal fire. And if your eyes causes you to sin, gorge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into hell fire. The book of Mark 9 verse 47 puts it this way. And if your eye causes you to sin... 
pluck it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than to have your two eyes and be thrown into hellfire where their worms does not die and their fire is not quenched. Hell is real. By the testimony of ungodly people, we know there is hell. Because when they are going through trouble, they said that they are going through what? Believer's authority. Matthew 18, 18 to 20. These are the things you enjoy if you follow what Jesus is saying. I tell you the truth, whatever you bind on earth will bound in heaven. And whatever you lose on earth will be losing in heaven. Again, I tell you that if two of you shall I on earth shall agree about anything you ask for, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven for where two or three come together or are gathered together in my name, there in their midst I will be. Two more scriptures. Luke 10, 18 to 19. And he said unto them, I believe, I, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I have given you power to tread on the serpent and scorpion and over all the powers of the enemy. And nothing, 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 nothing shall by enemies These are benefits of obeying God. <laughs> My son, when Satan enticed thee, Concerned or not. I told you two scriptures. The last scripture, I will read it in a minute. I want to show it, so it says this to you. Christians, I speak to you as a father now. Please, fashion you see in the world, be careful to follow, especially you women. You women, you are the greatest target of Lucifer and girls. You see, a fashion just begins from Africa, it begins from England, and within a short time, it's in the village of Africa. What do you think communicated it, if not an evil spirit? How can a literate person know about the fashion in, 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 in England? I'm talking about less than a month. You see them all over the world following those fashion. I want to show you something. There is this braided here that women braid that goes down their bombs like that to the floor i want to, that kind of hair i want to show you where it came from play the video for me please i want to listen attentively and watch the video the origin of this I can't hear the sound. Start again. And is the sound on? When you get your sound right, play it. Read the, the words at the bottom. And the sound of. Prettier. 
darkness awake. Fasted for 60 days. Wore white. Abstained. 